It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The Coast Guard suspended its search for an overdue boater near Cake on Saturday evening. 70-year-old Timothy Wilson Jr. of Cake was last seen Friday morning leaving for a fishing trip near Pup Island. According to a press release, the Coast Guard in Juneau received a report from Alaska State Troopers at 8.30 p.m. Friday of an overdue boater in a 15-foot aluminum skiff. The Coast Guard used a cell phone ping to identify a last known position near Payne Island, but at around 6 a.m. Saturday morning, Wrangell Search and Rescue spotted the Lund skiff tied to a small rock some distance away, about 13 miles northwest of Cake. Searchers used the skiff's GPS data to adjust the search area. Several Coast Guard crews, state troopers, search and rescue teams from Cake, Angoon, and Wrangell, and Good Samaritan vessels joined a search effort that lasted nearly 16 hours and covered more than 377 square nautical miles. The search was suspended at sunset on Saturday. We extend our deepest sympathies to Mr. Wilson's loved ones, said Coast Guard Commander Raymond Reichel in a press release. The decision to suspend an active search is never easy and is done only after exhaustive efforts to find the missing person. The Coast Guard asks anyone with new information to call the Juno Command Center at 907-463-2980. An author who has spent her career salmon trolling in southeast Alaska has published a new collection of essays at a time when the industry itself is at risk. Tella Adson's book is titled What Water Holds and is both a memoir of life spent fishing and a celebration of the marine environment that makes that life possible. Adson recently spoke with KCAW's Robert Woolsey. Tella Adson wasn't born on the water, but for someone who is landlocked as a child, it was pretty close. Her parents, both veterinarians, built a boat in their backyard in Wasilla, thinking about a day when they could sell their practice and sail the South Pacific. The boat didn't quite fit the bill, however, and they sold it and built another. This one, they sailed as far south as Sitka, where they and seven-year-old Tella became trollers. And eventually, that plan changed, too. When they were veterinarians, they had a client who used to bring his pit bulls in named Willie Lee, who had worked at the mill in Sitka, and after his shifts, he would row out into the sound and go catch king salmon. And he would tell my dad about that while my dad was stitching up his dogs. And so that's how, you know, that kind of planted the seed of what they were building this sailboat to work towards. Tella, how did your parents react to your decision to make this your career? Well, they were both out of it by then. My dad had gotten out of fishing when I was 14 because he didn't think we were going to be able to make it that way. And my mom managed to run the boat for another five years before that was true. She wasn't able to make it trolling, which I think is pretty heavy on a lot of folks' minds right now. Can you live the dream? And they both feel kind of cautious and glad that I'm still holding on by my fingernails. Last month, Adson joined a delegation of Southeast Fisheries Advocates for a trip to Washington, D.C. to share perspective on the Wild Fish Conservancy lawsuit and the federal court order that could likely end the commercial king salmon season this summer before it starts. Alaska's senators and representatives have already condemned the lower court ruling and, like many in Southeast, are hoping for a successful appeal before the Ninth Circuit. 
Being unable to fish for Chinook creates a huge hole in the economic and social well-being of thousands of people in Southeast. Due to an injury suffered by her partner, Adson wasn't going to fish this year anyway, allowing her to plan for a hiatus that caught everyone else off guard. Still, it won't be easy staying on shore during the summer, regardless of the reason. But you're taking this season off because of a health break for your partner, and it's probably coincidentally a year when a lot of people are going to be looking for alternatives to trolling. And, you know, granted, that's all with the courts now, but what's it like for you thinking about a summer without catching king salmon? Well, without catching king salmon, without seeing my fleet mates, without seeing Sitka, I mean, that is... That's a tough pill to swallow. I'm, I'm going to miss you all. We're able to find some silver linings in Joel's injury that is the reason we're beached. If we're on land down here in Washington, we can do more advocacy for the fleet and for the fishery. We can speak up to the land friends down here who, you know, want to be supportive, but they don't get it. And, and don't know quite how deeply trolling is tied to conservation until we explain it. When you're in Washington, D.C., and you walk into a Senate office or a, a representative's office, I mean, isn't that the first thing they go to? They look at you and say, hey, you, you kill fish. What are you doing talking about this idea that you all are conservationists? How do you put it? I will say that in those particular offices that I was walking into, I was really heartened by the support that I felt for trollers and how familiar folks already were with our situation and how eager they were to be more familiar and to know what they could do to help. In terms of the question about that, that harvester conservationist dichotomy, you know, all any of us have to do is explain the scale of trolling to really make clear the trolling trawling distinction so that we're speaking with the right language for folks, that we're not on a, a trawling scale. I think you could probably understand a lot about trollers by reading your book. I'm sure you don't think the things that you're feeling and the things that you experience out there are by any means unique. No, I, and that is a comfort, is um, we don't all talk about the things that we feel out there or think or struggle with. Trollers are by nature introspective. We have so much time in our heads out there and the connection and the places that we go, you know, exterior and interior. I hope that that resonates with some of my fleet mates. Tella Adson is a lifelong troller in Southeast Alaska who fishes the Nurka with her partner. She resides in Bow, Washington. Her book, What Water Holds, is now available from the Empty Bowl Press. Two of the most heavily developed military sites on Alaska's coast during World War II were Sitka and Unalaska. By some measures, surface contamination in Unalaska was likely worse and remains a more serious problem today. An effort is now underway in Dutch Harbor to remedy World War II-era pollution. As KUCB's Sophia Stewart-Rossi reports, it's a collaboration between the local tribal government and universities in Alaska, Arizona, and Nevada. Frank Von Hippel is collecting fish that are one to two years old in Unalaska Lake. We got a bunch that's fine. They're all stickleback. We can take hundreds of stickleback. Jen Schmidt is here too, also collecting specimens. Should I tell them they need a lot and a lot of bags? 
They're both university scientists. Schmidt is with the University of Alaska, and Von Hippel is with the University of Arizona. And they're conducting research on fish from streams that could be environmentally polluted, which could in turn make people unhealthy if the fish are eaten regularly. The research is part of a four-year project aimed at cleaning up contamination left behind from World War II sites near Unalaska. The Army Corps of Engineers has spent years cleaning up formerly used defense sites, or FUDs, around the island, and they're still working on cleaning up dozens of sites that are left behind. FUDs may have persistent organic pollutants and toxic metals like mercury and arsenic. They're all harmful, especially if consumed at high levels. The Kowalungan tribe of Unalaska is also involved in the cleanup efforts. They've teamed up with the National Science Foundation and university scientists who are collecting fish and soil samples in areas that community members use for subsistence fish and berries, like around Morris Cove, Humpy Cove, and Summer Bay Lake. Elise Contreras is the environmental remediation manager for the Q tribe. She says this data collection could lead to changes of livelihood. We want people to be empowered to participate in their subsistence activities and to be able to do whatever recreation and feel safe and comfortable eating, fishing, hunting in these areas without concern of contaminants from the past. Von Hippel presented his work to Unalaskans a couple times throughout his week-long stay on the island. He says this research project in Unalaska can be a model for communities who are currently dealing with FUD sites contaminating subsistence foods. It's important that it's a community-engaged project, and as a community-engaged project, the community is guiding where the sampling should take place and what should be done about any problems that are encountered during the sampling. Collected soils and fish were packaged at the tribe's warehouse and flown with the scientists back to their labs in Anchorage, Nevada, and Arizona. Once the results are finalized, they'll be shared with the tribe and presented to the community. In Unalaska, I'm Sophia Stewart-Rossi. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. Today, isolated showers, areas of fog before 10 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 57. West wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 20%. Tonight, scattered showers, cloudy with a low around 52. Southwest wind around 5 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 40%. And looking forward to tomorrow, Thursday, scattered showers mainly before 1 p.m., cloudy with a high near 60, southwest wind around 5 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 30%. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. (music) 